0: Hello and welcome to the Horror Pledge Podcast. Today is our pilot episode, so we're going to start off with something light, and, but still in the horror mood. We're going to go over some creepy pasta, creepy stories from Reddit. Alright? So, um, I went to a Reddit post under our, uh, user Melo Verdez, um under his post he was like got any paranormal or creepy stories? So we're gonna look at some of them. All right. From user, uh, Reddit user, chill, chill gator. Okay. I have, I have other, I have other stories, but this is my number one most legitimate ghost encounter. One time I was driving home late at night And I saw a biker, like 50 feet in front of me. But then, he disappeared. And I felt a huge collision, like I hit something. And I think, oh my god, I fucking hit a biker. I have a full panic attack, and I have my phone in hand about to call 911. First, I jump out of my car to see if he's okay. And I look around, and there's nobody there. No damage on my car, no bike, no, nothing. So I stand there for 5, 10 extra minutes because I'm so freaked out and I check to make sure I didn't hit anything. I left, I go home and the next morning I tell my friend about it and he was like, this was on X road and then he pulls up an article of a biker on that road who got plowed down at 2am by a semi truck 5 years prior. This one's from, user writer. this is my filth account, my fifth. My grandparents told me multiple times of a woman who lived in a bungalow before they moved in, lived in their bungalow before they moved in. She lived there her entire life and is a notoriously depressed homebound chain smoker. They insisted that sometimes the smell of cigarettes would wa- wa- waft in, <laughs> sorry, Sometimes there was a knocking. I've seen very skeptic. I've I've always been very skeptic about these things. For some reason, I find important. My grandfather was a very, was intuitive, intuitive Sorry. My grandfather was very intuitive. I'm sorry. Uh, My nan, my nan would tell me how he would sometimes know someone in My nan told me. My nan would tell me how he was. Some- my nan would tell me how he was sometimes. How he would sometimes know someone who was walking towards the door before he'd sense them. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Whenever it smelled or, of cigarette or knocked, he uh, kindly call out, Still there, old girl? Oh. Anyways, he died one day. Anyways, he died one day. He was one of the he was one of my favorite role models. The night before the funeral, I stayed there with my ex-girlfriends with my ex-girlfriend to house it At one point later into the night, we direct, distinctly heard the knocking come from outside the room, specifically from the kitchen. I thought it was the dogs in their kennels, but they were totally asleep. It happened a few times. I didn't think much of it. The next day, my dad accused us of smoking in the living room when we hadn't. I didn't understand. I didn't make the connections until later. Could it have just been some weird plumbing? There's also something else, but I feel much more sensitive about sharing it. In general, I find it delicate to discuss these things. In some ways, it's kind of nice. Alright, this one's from Sparkle Brigade, um, on Reddit. My job involves surveying sites prior to the new con- I can't read, I'm sorry, I don't know why I'm doing this. My job involves surveying sites prior to new construction slash development. A few years ago, I was surveying a plot of land in a valley down near the abandoned road line. It was clear that the place had- become a dumping ground or encampment of some kind but i didn't see anyone around so i felt okay halfway through the survey work i started hearing what sounded like horse with like horses neighing i thought it was wind at first and then i figured out i was near a farm or something then he's then the sound got louder and closer and it started to sound distinctly like someone imitating a horse neighing lmao I still couldn't see anyone there, but there was plenty of weird outcroppings and abandoned tents. I started to get the feeling that I was being watched. I packed up my gear and ran on the hillside back to civilization so quickly that my legs were sore sore for the rest of the day. The whole time I was running, I could hear that weird person-horse sound. That was cool. I like that one. Oh, this one's from. All right, we're not gonna do. Let's just see if it's good. Yeah, no wonder. Hit uh, the person's account got deleted. Deleted. All right, this one's from user uh, Reddit user writes with knives. I've had a few. Pre- I have a few persistent. Oh, I've had a few persistent dreams in my life mostly about events that happened to me at first after the first time it happened i started to keep a journal in my bed so i could prove myself i didn't recon memories from deja vu deja vu it's been a few years since last occasionally oh, uh occasionally if i'm physically near someone that is close to me in my life i can feel like i can sense their thoughts i attribute i attribute these things It's just being a very empathetic person, a good listener, and just an observational person. But once in in a while, I will be able to predict their next thought. I've noticed it's happening happened with females only. I'm a male, but I think that can be attributed to my female friends sharing more often, more often slash more, more often slash more deep. Deeply than my boys, OP. You heard beavers. (sighs) Okay. This one's from user. This one's a short one, uh, from user uh, Harold Dalany. No, I'm sorry. Um, Ten years ago, I was living in Okinawa. (laughs) Um, and my Japanese girlfriend and I were laying in bed one night. She stared at a computer chair. For a long time, I asked her what she, what, I asked her what is wrong. She said her dead grandmother was staying, was sitting in the chair watching us. Okay. All right. From user writer so hat. Dude, okay. The similar thing happened to me last year. I was camping around and I heard weird noise on very close by, coming from a large primate. Heavy footsteps and strange lights in the sky also occurred that night. I firmly believe that Sasquatch phenom- that the Sasquatch phenomenon is real, and I linked it with UFO somehow. Not convinced that it is only biologically an entity. An entity. Damn. Um, imaginary imaginaryu7262, Reddit user, um, good creepy story for my brother, actually. <sighs> I need to take deep breaths. All right. When we were kids, one of our friends from the suburbs was a lot richer than us, and we were always at his house. One night, my brother goes over to play Lego Star Wars with him at like 5 p.m. in the winter. So it's dark and as he gets up to go to the door he sees a man's silhouette in the trees just staring at him my brother was like nine when this happened so at first so his first instinct was to ring the doorbell as if nothing was up our friend's mom answers the door and my brother immediately tells her that there is a man in the bushes beside the gate in the backyard he goes to point him out he he goes to point him out to her and the man is already gone. I know it was probably just a thief, but it terrified me at the time. All right. We're going to take a quick pause and we're going to go into, I kind of want to see like Halloween Horror Nights lore. All right. All right, we're back. Um, I actually found a story off of creepypasta.com and just called why they had to change the name Halloween Horror Night. Why they had to change Halloween Horror Night's name. Uh, it was written October 30th, 2022. Um, it has an 8.92 out of 10 rating from 110 votes. <laughs> well, it's going to be a long one, so bear with me. I'm going to mess up, but you know, it's the pilot. And also, it is 424 in the morning. Brilliant. Perfect. Can be reading these too. I'm also uh, going to Halloween Horror Nights from October 1st to October and October 2nd, and I'll just be in Orlando from that week on. So, it's for insane. i pop it up. Alright. In the first years of Halloween Horror Nights, an incident occurred which caused the structure of the entire event to change and alter. and the name to be changed from Fright Nights to Halloween Horror Nights and I was there the night that it happened. It was turning out to be a fairly empty night at the park. If you have ever been to Halloween Horror Nights, nowadays, you know that it is incredibly packed and that there are organized scare zones, however, that's not how it used to be. In the first years of it, in the first years, it wasn't at all that popular of an event yet and there was no designated scare zones throughout the park. That meant that anytime you were sca- uh, sca- uh, time that you were a character a s- that anywhere that you were, a character could be there, hiding behind a push or pop out from behind a tree. It was a truly terrifying experience. It was the first year of the event and I had been dragged in by my sister and my mom were much bigger horror fans than me at the time. They were excited that I had just barely reached the age limit of 13 and that I could actually go to the event with them. I I had done a spook house and stuff before but never quite anything to this magnitude. They kept warning me to stay and stay by their side because no one really was sure that the event was going to be like. They teased me that I didn't want to be eaten by a ghoul or something stupid like that Which just actually annoyed me. I remember when we were walking around the park before the event started that I I saw this creepy marionette puppet in the bushes by the main lake in the broad daylight an hour before the characters were even supposed to be coming out. That was weird because I didn't think that they were allowed even back in those days. I just thought maybe they were heading to the break room or something. Then he turned and stared at me. He used one hand to pick he used one hand to pick the other one up. I think he was using a marionette string and pointing his finger at my shirt. I didn't know what that was about, but I thought it was probably because I had a Fozzie the Bear's shirt on. Either way, he kept walking towards me, on the other side of the park. We decided to go ride the Kongroy first, which I loved. I remember that I had been afraid of it on previous bar- visits, but now I was taking it like a champ. And once I was done With that, it really got me ready to go out in the park and see how much more I could handle. As we stepped out of the building into the eerily dark, empty streets of the New York area, the fear finally settled in. I could hear the grungy voices of Beetlejuice laughing manically from the graveyard in the distance as we made our ways toward the haunted house called the Dungeons of Terror. It was in the old Jaws queue. I remembered that there that there was a part of the creepy uh, mannequin lady trapped inside the little cage hanging above us. She screamed and shook the cage. I just remember it really disturbed me. Then we turned the corner and I noticed over over the pond inside the queue, a glimpse of something that had been standing in the non-decorated area of the line. It didn't really seem like a figure was part of the decor of the attraction. It just seemed like it was standing over there on its own. As we approached it, I closely realized it was the same marionette puppet that I had seen near the lake earlier. I guess it noticed me too. At the point where it started pretending to open and close its mouth with my hand, like it would a puppet's mouth. (laughs) Oh no! I take a breath there. Um, Then he pulled me, pulled up his index finger, brought it across his throat, like he was sledding it. That was pretty much it for me terrified i turned back to my mom but she looked over at the man had already vanished into darkness i said i wanted to leave and that i was too scared scared but she said that it was just an employee getting a little too into his character and that and making kids afraid what and making kids afri- afraid was the whole point of the thing feeling a little bit better i forgot about it and kept walking through the rec- rest of the house After that house, we stopped to get some pizza in one of the outdoor carts at the park. That was when things really started to get weird. I got my pizza, and when I bit into the cheese, I noticed that there was a little piece of paper underneath it. It totally freaked me out. I pulled out the paper, and to my horror, it was a childlike doodle of a boy. There was an X over his eyes, and his arms were lifted above his head with the marionette strings attached to his hands. Then I noticed that there were two small sketches of Fozzie the Bear face on my shirt. And I realized it was me. I don't remember ever being frightened before. I showed it to my mom and she was very unhappy. She thought it was just another employee playing a trick on me. So we immediately walked back to the cart and there was no one at it. The appoint the employee had just gotten up and left all the food behind. My sister then went on to tell us that she heard about people working in these events, picking on young kids throughout the night, and, that's, and that this was not out of the ordinary. My mom didn't care about this though; she really wanted to put, she really wanted to put a real complete at the uh, main guest services window right at the front. So we made an epic walk back to the front of the park. And over, the, and over to the guest service window, but oddly enough, there was no one, no one to be seen anywhere. At the point, she was furious and she sat in the curb for a bit while she cooled down. I got up for a second and looked around to see if I could find anyone to help us out. And I noticed that the, one of the tickets booths still had a light, its light on. This was definitely weird because no one was buying tickets for a while, but I didn't say anything to my mom because I just had a weird feeling. Then we, com- uh, then we completed leaving the park but had already paid for the ticket and since it didn't look like we were going to get a refund we figured out we'd just stay for the- one of the shows maybe before we headed home. We ended up going to the Psycho show which I didn't have a problem with because there was other people in the show so it at least made us feel a little less alone. Once we got halfway through the show. One of the stage managers came out and she, uh, whispered something into Norman Bass's ear. He looked at the manager like he had seen a ghost and ma- immediately walked backstage. Then the stage manager looked out to the audience, looked out at the audience, came back out on stage and told everyone that the park would be closing and that everyone needed to leave immediately. After the announcement, I could tell that my mom was f- finally shaken up, but at least at that point we are all guided out by security and there was a large group of people around us. However, no matter what no matter how many employees we asked about what was going on, none of them was, none of them would tell us anything except that the park was just closing. In that we would and that we could not give any more information. We finally got out and started making a them. We finally got out to the car and started making a head back home, but as we were pulling out of the parking lot, I saw a marionette puppet again walking down a row of cars just staring at us. I awoke the next day to my mom telling me that the park was on the news. Apparently there was five park employees murdered that night and four children had gone missing. Bodies were found in the bushes, the guest services office, and in one of the pizza carts. In one of the ticket booths at the front of the park the police had no leads as who the killer was but had one piece of evidence that they found inside the ticket booth at the end of the night the pu- it was a marionette puppet with a childlike sketch of a fuzzy, p- the bear rubber band rubber banded to his chest wow yo i'm shit yo that was good uh, credit to anito chaos I'm gonna read some of the comments. Not bad aside for a few minor inconsistencies, but I don't see the reason why all this led to the change of name. Uh, the story was fine, I don't understand why they had to change the name. I thought it was the end of the part. Oh yeah, that makes sense. First of all, stories like this need to be believable another way, uh, impossible for no one, uh, and this is impossible, one, because there was no murders at the park, so it immediately breaks out of the, uh, time, uh, oof, that was, wow, alright, damn, alright, I think we're gonna call it quits here. Um, I want to do, I'm not sure about the schedule yet, but once you start getting friends and like people to talk on the podcast about certain things, uh, I feel like this will go far and I hope you guys would be here for the ride. (laughs) All right. Peace.